I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello. Welcome to episode 10 of the Laugh on Tens podcast. I'm recording this as I sit beside an open window, watching the sunset on a very pretty London evening. I'm having a wee mint tea, very middle class. I'm watching this wee boy play outside on his bike. <laughs> Which is actually probably a bit weird, I'll stop watching the wee boy from my window now. Sitting in front of my laptop. <laughs> this week, as always, myself and my two handsome colleagues bring you yet more tales from the Shire. To mark our 10th episode this week, we've invited the most important member of our live setup onto the podcast. He's actually a bit more than that when I think about it. This guy's he's more like the fourth member of the band. If you've ever seen us live and thought, fuck. They sound amazing, man. How how's that noise coming from just three of them? I mean, I know they're. I mean, I know they're super talented, and, and the energy and passion coming from that incredible frontman is is simply jaw dropping. But how does it sound so big? Well, that's down to this this ferry man. He's the reason for it. He's he's our front of house, our sound guy, our noise boy, our our man behind the boards. That's right, this week we talk to the man who has quite literally been on the road with us, driving us around for the past eight years. And we discuss it all. We discuss various trips around the world or our travel lodge routines after a show, our roadside hotspots, the best service stations in the UK. And we get a chance to pick the brain of the man who invented the infamous bagpipe microphone. <laughs> World exclusive stuff, as always, on the way. Um, a couple of wee shouts to let you know for the people that are asking us online. Um, the book, The LaFontaine Solved 12 Life's Most Common Problems, is back in stock. We've restocked for our second run on on lockdown. <clears throat> Which is cool. Um, thanks for buying that. It's I think if you just Google the LaFontaine store, it will come up and you can you can buy it there for like twelve quid. It's very good. It's twelve stories. Hundred pages long, by the way. Written by our Jamie Keenan. And it's uh, it's, it's it's just a good read. People people keep telling us I wrote the prologue it's my favourite story in the book <laughs> um, also we, we're number 61 in the Spotify music podcast charts which I don't know we, we thought that was pretty cool we um, Daz even took a wee screen record of it and, and posted it in our WhatsApp group and 
Jamie and I re replied with um, fire emojis and, and thumbs up. Even our manager said, um, they, both, they both said, that's good. So you can, you can imagine the minutes of delight that I provided us with. So thank you. Um, but please keep uh, sharing it and, and giving it wee stars on, on your things that you listen to it on because I think I think that's how the algorithm works. The more stars if you, you give it, the more it gets pushed. I don't know. If you don't like it, don't bother giving, giving it less stars. Just only five stars or stay the fuck away from it. <laughs> um... Big shout-outs to all our Patreons who are providing us with survival packs during this, this current time. You're very appreciated. We even talk about you guys by name, especially the, the big donors. Aye. Listen to us talk to Earth Runner House, our brother, Big Polly, the man behind the boards. I hope you enjoy. Stay safe and stay well, everybody. Catch. The gamer speaks for Twitch. Straight for this to Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Even jump on, get a wee game over to Yeah, doing good, man. How's yourself? Oh, it's very good to see you, man. I can, I can always. I was, I was thinking about staying up the studio and getting the, getting the old SM7 and all that, and I thought, nah, no, nah, no, nah, that'll be. Or the boys will just be sitting in the house as per. Then I come on and use no, the wrong out. Dad sounds like he's been radio too. He does. He's, he's got my uh, Sarah Cox voice. The operation is it's ranked number sixty-one in the world of uh, podcasts and via music. Really. Oh, it's an honour. An honour and a privilege to be involved. Uh, big shout-out <laughs> shout to the fans to keep tuning in for the streams. Joe Rogan <laughs> and $100 million, uh, $100 million worth of Spotify deal. Who knows what they'll offer us. <laughs> we're in the same region. That's insane, that. Um, so, let's say, uh, for everybody listening out there, last week we had uh, we had our, our man, Callum Woodbridge, on the, the man who makes us look good. But probably most important, most essential to any sort of band setup is the man who makes you sound good. Drum roll, please. That's right. Big Polly, Polly, Polly. Paul Whitten in the motherfucking house. Our friend, the junior, our two manager, our brother, our friend. Our Pals, eh? Pals more than anything. Uh, <laughs> how are you finding these strange times, Polly, mate? Uh, good, man. Actually, positive. Uh, Kind of a bit difficult at first, or a bit weird at first when you were thinking, because I was on a gig the day the day they announced the lockdown, because the lockdown was a Monday, eh? so the day they announced it, I was at a gig, or going up to a gig in Elgin, and then that was the last thing. That Then after that, it was just like everything, like, leaving the diary pretty rapid. Um, so it was a bit weird, but I think I've just enjoyed being home, man. Certainly what I was kind of missing when I was just working all the time. I like so, the, the kind of normal life. Uh, and even just like when I'm home, I'll be up in the studio all the time. Or, but I've been enjoying nice walks down by the river and all that kind of stuff. So it's been good, man. Been positive. Plus getting some extra stuff done at the studio. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. It's weird. It's obviously it's crap for a lot of people, but you got to take the positives out of it when you can. Well, it's probably the best way to look at it, man, because it's it's considering it's, uh, it's shut down our industry. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's totally. Um, so, a wee bit of background uh, on our Paul here. So, we met Paul many years ago, boys. Six? No, no, it was more that. Two thousand. It's when I first started seeing Paul, so it was like seven or eight. First gig I remember you, or the first time I remember meeting you, doing the rabbit hole. Yeah, that, was the first, that was the first show that I did. Fraz picked me up uh, in the town. At like some on some street, and then I came to the bus. Aye, the bus. that's right. That's that was that was our kind of one of our first outings with the Font bus. Fraz had said so. Fraz obviously from an earlier podcast is an ex tour manager. He's not really an ex. He's never been fired. He's just never been hired again either. Um, <laughs> Fraz said that we get a guy who'll do a sound. Paul 
uh, you've got on right well and fucking legend. We met him and then that, and that, the rest is history, man. Paul's been with us ever since. But that was the first festival we done, doing the rabbit hole on the font bus. And was that the same night that we had the, the terror of trying to turn that font bus? Yeah, that was when we done a three-point turn in front of the main stage. And, and took and out the full... They took out all the power on the way out. No, it was, it was like a 19-point turn. <laughs> it was everywhere. It's like Austin Powers. <laughs> Stuck between the stage and the crowd. <laughs> it, was, it was played at the, no, the guy for Arab strap. Um, uh, it was like a was DJ set when it was like some sort of DJ thing that was going on. The place was bouncing. So that, that, was, that was seven or eight years ago and ever since then we've we've been uh, we've been touring all over together. I suppose a wee bit of background in Paul as well. Like uh, For any budding engineers out there, how did you get? Uh, how did you get into the old sound game, the sound mechanics? Uh, I don't know really. I just kind of started working. <laughs> that was it. Like uh... great insight there, and uh, the, the master class <laughs> all in. <laughs> um... <laughs> all your tutorial needs. It's all, it's all just been laid on my lap from day one. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, um, I left college. I went to college when I finished college. I went to. Um, sound control it was at the time I think it was sound control at the time and I went to look at PAs because obviously that's what you do is like you finish a college course and you go straight buy a PA <laughs> but I went in and the guy was like oh don't buy a PA but McSolly's across the road's hiring they've just bought a PA so I went into McSolly's and just started working in there so McSolly's is like a tiny little pub if you've not been in it before um, like an old man's pub it's all cover bands like doing like Rolling Stones and crap like that um, and I just, played Mike Thornley's. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Brilliant place. Couldn't rate it highly enough. I'm in there playing Rolling Stones all the time. <laughs> it's still going strong, man. It's, it's, still, it's still going. Um, but I just worked in there then started working different places. The place got rockers across the road. And just generally trying to work as many places as possible or get in as many places as possible. So at that stage, Paul, are you working for uh, next to nothing? Are you working for like... Aye, like pennies, man. I think I was on like 20 quid a day or 30 quid a day. And it's like one in the afternoon till you go midnight when it closed. That's funny. Looking, that's looking that's, the, same, and shit that's like that, the same wage we make when we're touring. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the buyout. Sometimes it's fifteen if you're <laughs> the euro shows pay good. <laughs> just just uh, for those patrons out there, if you'd like to up your monthly contribution, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye, so you're wanting for buttons just to gain experience. Aye, um, and then just try to get out as much as possible, get in contact with as many people as possible. I was lucky, like, uh, a mate of mine who worked in McSolly's, he was a bar guy in McSolly's. He used to play in a Rage Against the Machine tribute. He was a drummer in the Rage Against the Machine tribute. Was. Um, he started working for a band called the Red Hot Chili Pipers. They're like a bag rock band. Um, <laughs> bag rock? Is that what you're <laughs> that's, that's, the term. that's the term for it, bag rock. Shout out to any bag rock rockers <laughs> Any any budding bad rock bag <laughs> rock? One of the bands is called Bags of Rock. Aye, Bags of Rock as well. There's a band that I work with um, in the studio. They're called the Rolling Drones. <laughs> Many a classic. I like how they, they all they all have to follow oh, the definitely. pun name. They've done a whole album of puns. And, um, it was I suppose, suppose it would be Bags of Fun. <laughs> 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 um, I see. Started working with the, the old Chili Papers. Yeah, so that was good. That was actually a good few years. Um, that kind of gave me a lot of experience doing like festivals and the first kind of overseas shows I ever did with them. And, uh, to be fair, the, the, old, the old bag rockers um, always seem to kind of steal our thunder a wee bit. I'm always kind of amazed when we get something like, oh, we're, we're going to wait to fucking uh, America or India or something. And, or, and I'll be like, oh, it's got the great Paul. And Paul's like, I don't mind. I was there with the, with the Pipers. <laughs> Like what? I, when I was there with them, it was like it was like a corporate show or something. Do you know what I mean? So like you're there and it's like a 15 minute show, but it's for like a charity dinner somewhere or some rich oil tycoons aye, company. Aye. You know what I mean? It was it wasn't it wasn't the fun. Yeah, people, people are earning, aye, earning money. I mean that's what it was. It was a job. I mean we had good times as well, but it wasn't yeah, no. wasn't the brotherhood that we have when we're out on the road. Yeah. You know. 
So we sacrificed the paper pound for some some brotherly love. Aye, aye, pretty much, aye. Um, I mean, at the time, aye, like at the time when I first started working with you, everything was just starting out. Like, that was my first, I'd done Aerials Up before you, so that's how I met Fraz, mm-hmm. was with Aerials Up. And then he asked if I would come to work with you. And at the time, Simon was doing front of house for you on the odd occasion. That's and I'd like Simon. I Simon from Small Town Audio. Yeah, yeah. He's a brilliant sound guy. Brilliant guy, brilliant big guy as well, big biker, not to be messed with. <laughs> Aye. Um, so I, like, I just started working with, with him at the time as well. And um, I was get out on the road, do what well, I can do. At what point in that in that journey did you um, come up with the now infamous bagpipe microphone? Uh, <laughs> pretty early on, when they all broke and I had to find something else to use. <laughs> um, how do you wake up a set of bagpipes, Paul? Hopefully from as far away as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably another country. <laughs> oh, it's still Fiji, man. It's like hunting. <laughs> it's like sonar or something. <laughs> but as musical as sonar. <laughs> so just as well, to, to go back a wee bit there, man, there was a, in case that slipped through and people were like, what? Um, you were in a Rage Against the Machine tribute band. I, for for a good couple of years, I was Zach De La Roca in the oh, Rage Against the Machine tribute band. Nice one. There's a video about it somewhere, but I'm sure I've hidden it well enough that nobody will ever see it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do, uh, do you miss your Rage days? That was amazing, man. Honestly, it was like the most fun. If you go play a cover band, then it was the most fun True. band to be in. Aye. What Just about a, a bagpipe Rage Against the Machine tribute band? <laughs> There's <laughs> always too much of a good thing, Jamie. <laughs> uh, read, read against the machine. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good. Eh? <laughs> How long were you in the in, in the the rage cover stuff, Bob? Nah, we were, we're probably a band, a band for about two years. We called Bullet. Um, imagine it. Read against the machine is much much better. Mm. Um, for about two years, but I think we've only done it like five gigs or six gigs, and three of them were McSollies. Yeah, that's um, pretty much the same amount rage actually gigs. <laughs> you do it properly. Uh, well, if you're going to copy somebody, then God, they right. Although I didn't get the dreadlocks as much as I, as much as I tried. <laughs> so did did the, the sound engineer start to take off a bit, and that's why you kind of patched rage, or? No, no, no. Um, patched rage because everybody else is busy. Day. It was never, it was never in that serious. It was always just a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, our, our final gig was, uh, do you mind rock radio? Uh-huh. So rock radio had like a, a Christmas night or something like that at the cat house, or they were launching something, and they booked us to be the band. And uh, that was the last gig we ever did. It was good. It was a great gig. But, um, after that, I think we all decided it was time to part ways. <laughs> also, we heard a sneaky rumor that Rage maybe getting reforming. You know. Oh, right, aye, so somebody was you know, back to cut your grass a wee bit. Aye, aye, they, they seen that we were making such a killing that they couldn't... They couldn't They've got to play Mick Zombies. Uh, <laughs> no, they were doing rockers across the road the same night, you know. <laughs> an under- rage off. <laughs> so, uh, and what, what advice would you give Paul to MD? What, again, he sound them, mate? Just fucking try and find your, your nearest haunt and work away. What about college and all that? Do you, do you rate? Follow college? the bagpipes. Follow the bagpipes, eh? Follow the chanter. Um, I, I do and I don't rate college. I think there's, it's good for learning some basics. And it's always good to have someone to ask questions. But I don't think, when I will, my personal experiences, it wasn't as, there wasn't enough practical or like things like you'd be in the studio and there'd be like 30 people in a class and you have to make up a kick drum and put it into Pro Tools. 30 people need to do that, so you're there for two hours and you do five minutes of editing or making up or whatever. So uh, I failed, I failed my college, I failed on a Excel spreadsheet, which which haunts me now, because every time you go on tour and I'm trying to count the bloody merch, <laughs> I'm raging, <laughs> I never remember the formulas. Well, I failed, I failed my college course, and uh, the bit I failed on was uh, the, the LaFontaine's EP, so... Maybe that's another foresight. What do you what mean? was that like making an event or something? 
No, it was like so it was a Dragon's Den panel and it was like for forty percent of the overall course. And the Dragon's Den, so you had to sell your your product. So my product was our first LP uh, uh, EP, so the one with the Lego guy on it. Yeah. Uh, and I had to present this to a, like a a panel of some sort and I I was just so bad at presenting it that I failed it. I failed the course. <laughs> I could, look at you now, Jamie. I know. <laughs> what do you mean that you were that bad at presenting? How, what, what, give, me, give me a wee, a wee taste of what you're presenting them like. Because you had to do like a PowerPoint and explain how this was definitely going to sell uh-huh. and why, why they should give you the investment. Right. Why didn't you have, why didn't you have any faith in, faith <laughs> in the band? Also, I did, but... Why did we not know about this? Uh, well, this is about 11 years ago. Well, I mean, communication is vital. The, the foundations of any relationship is good communication and trust. We didn't have Zoom at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you felt that? That's mad. So, Paul, when was when was our first tour together then? Uh, was it Sonic? Sonic Boom? No, it was the Blackout. The Blackout, I think, was the first tour we did together. 303 then the blackout. It was a 303 then the blackout. Both, both of them. Both ah, of it them was like, uh, it was like a week each. It was like each band was a week or just over a week or something like that. Was that the first time? Was that the first time you were driving the bus? Possibly. I think so. Eh? I think that was the first time. We'd, it was certainly the first two we did in the bus. Um, first time I'd been in on mm-hmm. that. Eh? Um, they were good shows, <laughs> those man. They were really good shows. The blackout stuff was really good. There's a good picture of your bus next day. 303 and Twin Atlantic's bus uh, in Academy. Uh, and Sammy's in the middle. We've we'll got some fucking cracking uh, vehicle stories with you. Like, uh, I mean, by the way, just as a wee, a wee note as well for all the podcast listeners, Paul's a fucking, Paul's a rain man. He's a very good driver. 100%, one of the best, man. Um, but there's a hilarious story that just happened recently. So, <laughs> where, where were we when we took the, the brand new Range Rover 19 plate out? For took, it, took it for a drag. Oh, fuck. Uh, Nottingham, was <laughs> it? Uh, I think it was Nottingham. Nottingham. What tour was that on? Who were we touring with? I think it was the headline one, just the last one. Our own headline tour. So we pull up two o'clock in the morning, pouring down the rain, and uh, we pull up to a travel lodge, just for the usual haunts where we go to stay. Like, it's rammed the car park, so you're trying to pull in, but there's a motor needing to get out, so you reverse back. Am I right in saying that? Aye, when we'd, there was a guy in a wee van that had just pulled into the car park, and I, so I pulled in and went up, because it's like, you go in, and then you can turn left or right, essentially. So I went in and turned left behind him, thinking, oh, once he goes in a space, I'll go in a space. And then Fabio had pulled in behind me, uh, so there was like three vans with no space, and no space to turn either. So we had to reverse, so Fabio reversed, and then I reversed. But obviously it was teaming it down and uh, Fabio had his lights on. And I just remember, like, <laughs> pull, I remember pulling to a stop and uh, the, the van, the van in front was reversing and I tried to move, I think. And when I tried to move, I just felt all this weight on the van because it was an automatic. So it wasn't until I was moving that I felt the weight. And then I just remember seeing Jamie in the, in the torrential rain, running up beside the van, just waving his hands and shouting, "Stop! Stop!" I, I was I was behind it. I seen you, you basically the tow bar on the Range Rover. You hooked the van onto that. I got the wheel arch. Pulled it about like a, a wee fucking rag doll. I it moved it like it moved it like an angle in the car parking space. So there was about. A, an inch between it and the car on either side of it. So I mean, yeah. it was, it's it was fun. very, very lucky. It's fun the motor one eighty, and then, uh, and then uh, we we somehow maneuvered about to get it off the bar and then we drove yeah, that was away. The and it, when the and it was funny because it was right in front of a CCTV camera, but you couldn't see it because the van had like pulled in front of the camera. But when uh, the van yeah. pulled away, the Range Rover spun a completely different way. And we're like, and remember we went and told the travel lodge guy, we were obviously sound as fuck, we were like, right, we, we need to fucking grass ourselves up here, even though we could get away with us, just drive away. We'll go and tell the, the travel lodge guy, and we're like, look, mate, we've, we've, uh, we've basically had a motor and spun it, uh, ran your Range Rover, the guy was just sort of like, okay, will you be checking out tomorrow at 10? 
<laughs> you keep not giving. <laughs> Zero. Fucking Must have all the time. It was the next morning when, because we'd been, we all waiting on merch getting delivered. Mm-hmm. And I was para, obviously I felt terrible and I, like I woke up dead early the next day so I could go phone Danny and let him know what happened. And uh, I woke up and there was just this chap at the door, but it was in the room next to us, which was, I was, for some reason, we'd, like names had been changed. So somebody was in the name, the room under my name and I was in next door. I could hear the door getting chapped and I went out and I spoke to him. I was like, oh, I'm looking for Paul. And that was me. I was like heading, head, head down, doing the walk of shame down the stairs. And uh, it was a t-shirt guy. And I went out and the, the, went to put the t-shirts in the van and the gun. Uh, the range was, the range was off. It was, uh, it was off, man. I've never been and so happy in all my life. It was, it was some, some guy had been in doing the dirty on his missus or whatever, and he said he couldn't quick fucking get away the next day. Uh, that was a conclusion. Remember, um, remember your bed on the bus, Paul? <laughs> I always listen to you talk about this, like, the all week in the podcast. Like, Jamie, I've still got that, see that pot? I've still, I've still got that pot, mate. I'm keeping it for you. Still, it's still full of the same crap it was at the time. <laughs> Multi pennies, just mind it. <laughs> like every night, it was like right, right, time we go to bed, and then you would then proceed to take the, the fifteen minutes that it took to set up. I used to get bits of wood and get the wee tiny bit of wood. Uh, to find it was there. It was like a wee bit of wood. I go underneath it or something to stop it. And it supported it supported uh, the would always change places. And then I, re- I remember it was like you'd 50 minutes assembling it, then you'd get in the cloud of fucking weed smoke, and then you'd pull out your mad um your book, your mad what's that mad uh SES book or whatever it is. Oh Tom Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. Yeah. <laughs> the legend. Tom Clancy book. You always loved a Tom Clancy book to love Paul. Hey, there's a good picture of me, you, and see when you're talking about the taking to the, the cars at Oxford. That's where we stayed in the, the Tesco car park in Oxford for four days. Aye. Aye, that was brilliant. Uh, but there's a good picture of me and you, Paul, reading next to each other on the bus. <laughs> Cultural, mate. We're in Oxford, Aye. obviously, you know. Man. I will. I can remember, I can remember in that Oxford, you get into, get into the Tesco and... I don't know if I dared you to do it or you just decided to do it, but you walked around the full Tesco smoking a fag inside. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> do you and remember that? The guy, the guy chucked me for stealing apple juice. Or the guy chipped me for stealing apple juice. Just smoked aye. a bag for five minutes, walked a bit, and then he's like, he's like, he's like, when Fraz, mind when we went, what band did we go and see? Just mind they were letting us in. Bone for soup, where is he? Bone for soup. Fraz was skateboarding up the street, like the wrong way up the road, and the oncoming traffic. Does remember me and Union League got huckled for uh, stealing chicken in Morrison's and everything? For stealing chicken in Morrison's, aye. That was that. That was how you had the the foresight to to scan that through. This, this is back in back in the days when we, we were a bit short of the old pennies, and uh, we, we had uh, went to the, the hot counter in Morrison's, got ourselves some full chickens, and it's. Uh, scud at them as we were walking around Morrison's and then like just put the wrappers back like under the bread aisle or whatever and then we were like <laughs> going into self-checkout to like put our juice through because <laughs> like we'll pay for our juice and uh it's a dramatic classic I, move I, I, well. I just I just had a feeling man I was like I don't I think we've been rumbled here I could I could see them at fucking security guards kind of look out a wee bit but like the worst the worst keeping it casual guys ever and I was like man let's go and try and fucking Let's go and try and get one of the apples. No, 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 no. You got, you got the woman. You, you got the woman over, and you're like, oh, just put through t- two chickens as well, because we, we, we've had them and ate them. So on the receipt, it had said like two chickens, and then when we left, we get pulled into the mad <laughs> security room, <laughs> and then they were like, where's the chickens? Where's the chickens? You're like, oh, what, what, these chickens that we paid for, and just produced the receipt, and they were furious. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely Where's the furious. chickens? Yeah, you know, what these chickens? Where's the chickens? <laughs> they were the... <laughs> but we just, I just had the proof. Aye, they were so raised. What were they like? Some men. sort of Hollywood Miami Vice type sting. <laughs> like, what these chickens? <laughs> the bill. <laughs> <laughs> where's the chicken? We're the fucking kings. Um, Paul, we're saying, 
Where's the, your, your favourite place we've, we've been touring recently, or the favourite kind of spot we, we hit up when we go on tour? What do you look um, for most? I heard Jamie mention Molotov last time. Molotov's always unbelievable fun. Aye, um, in, uh, in Germany? Aye, in Hamburg, aye, I think. I don't like that area's not the nicest. It's mm -hmm. rubbish for parking, for uh, <laughs> one. Uh, but the place is good. Where's Paul? Paul, where's the best? Where's the best place for parking? <laughs> oh, we go. Now you're talking, Dad. <laughs> this is what the listeners really <laughs> want to hear. I'm going to do a whole book on this, like TM's parking <laughs> histories, and just all the best places. Parking, <laughs> parking dreams with Paul Winton. <laughs> I, that's that's the first thing I look at, honestly. Seeing we're like I have this thing, seeing we're doing tours, hotels, every hotel that we book, the first thing that I look up is the parking, parking and. Um, Distance because I hate driving at night time for miles and miles and miles. Oh, oh Jamie's getting Jamie's bored. Yet. That's probably why we've, we've only we've only uh, been broken into once. Aye, and that was that was in like the one of the safest ones I thought we were going to as well. Like, and uh, Derby, I, was, I had all uh, the security, security and, uh, a nice car park and houses right next to it and on it. Probably like good fellas who probably paid off the security guys. <laughs> probably was the security guy. See who's coming. Um, aye, so your, your favourite place is, for a good time, is Molotov in Germany? Aye, I think your favourite place, anywhere in Austria, man, I love Austria. I think every time we go there, I think the gigs are always good for for the times that we've been there. I think mm -hmm. we still always get good shows at it, and the place is just beautiful, man. I love the, I love the scenery, like... How, how nice are they drives, man? They, they drive aye, see that, like, yeah. that one with the big... The big um, when you're looking down into the water, it's through the valley, and... Well, it just looks amazing. Or that that service station that we always stop at. We went and made just we getting pictures of the cows last time. Oh, aye. Right in the middle of the Alps. It's like, stuff like that. that. That's all amazing. Ah. I guess one of the, the best things about touring is the travelling. Because when you go on holiday and that, you don't ever see any of that because you fly over it or whatever. I feel like this made me feel quite bad talking about this. I pure missed that so much, man. I, 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 I would love to be in a van for nine hours, don't I? It's mad, too. Mad how much fun it is. I know. Like when you'd ask somebody else to go sit in a van for that length of time. Um, it's so much I mean, fun. I always when you talk to other bands are like straight away they're in the van, headphones on and they're just in their wee zone and they're just they're off. But we're always like just talking shite for us. Uh, I always remember mind I can't mind where we were coming back from, but we'd have been away on tour for for weeks and weeks and Walking back into Wisher, uh, and we were just talking about Jamie returning. Sire! Wait, the children! Wait Prepare the, the children. feast! Prepare the feast! He's alright, where's the banting? Sire! <laughs> the end was such a long tour, but probably still one of the funniest moments uh, of that time. Uh, did they not drop to Vienna? Aye, aye, we had this out well. for Vienna to Wishow <laughs> for days. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was amazing, man. Still having that much chat and that much fun after spending that much time together. Where's your um, Where's your your premium place that you've you've mixed, Paul? The best show we've done in terms of. Or, or, or maybe the best show we've done in terms of you, you mixing, you enjoyed, or, or the venue that you've, you've got off the list that you've done? Uh, Team the Park, obviously, Team the Park main stage before it moved to Transmit. I think that was a, a highlight. Um, India, that show in India was immense, the one in. Oh, aye. The, big the very festival. Aye. That was amazing, man. That was totally unexpected. The very festival was Thailand, the one in India. I was, I was waiting on that. I was, oh. I was going, to, going to say, there's no way he's going to let this slide. <laughs> Actually, you know, if you find out. <laughs> what was the one in India called then? The happy, is it the happiest? No, that was the happiest was festival, but it was it was the Bacardi big weekend. Not the Bacardi. Jamie, tell us what it was. Tell us every syllable of it. One fact, fact checking Jamie. <laughs> it's fact the checking Jamie. <laughs> The, the, oh, you made me forget now. Uh, <laughs> the Bacardi Weekender. NH7 Bacardi Weekender. The tagline was the half-paced music festival. There you go. That was as well, man. That was a total shock surprise. 
The one of the worst things about having Paul is uh, when we don't have Paul. I think that would be the the main thing for us boys, eh? I really falls apart. <laughs> Just obviously doing every gig with you. You have this safety blanket that you're going to be there wherever we are in the world and you're going to make it okay. And then once you remove that, it's just this kind of panic of... He's always seen me do alright though, like he's always seen me get away with it. I've, I've spoke to these a few times, like before and after shows, like, I can't remember which show it was, but I think I was away with Farrison and you were away doing a show. And uh, I phoned you to see how you were getting on. <coughs> and you said left the hard drive. And uh, oh, at the back of an amp in, in Berkeley. Oh aye. With to do the full gig off of my phone. Aye, aye. What one was that? In Manchester, uh, no, Liverpool, sorry, Liverpool. Liverpool, sorry, sorry. It was really good, oh, though. Aye. It went really well. Aye, 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 totally. I mean, speaking to Paul say afterwards, and he was like, man, it was class, it was such a good gig and all that. But it's just, it's just like that blind panic of, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> another one, there was another festival last year in Prague, Paul. Again, Prague, where you can make it for whatever reason. We had Martin, the, the Belgian guy, doing it. Shouts to Martin, Martin, good guy. Hi, great guy, but his mind they were trying to get the stuff sorted before we went on. We had to play for, it was like an hour and 20 minutes, just nothing was going right, sort of thing. We ended up being, there was, there was hundreds of folk on the stage, you know that? <laughs> ended up being, we did, in fact, we done an encore, which is a... Uh, rare. 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 <laughs> mind, uh, um, Paul, the festival in Venice we done recently. Best festival we've ever done in the whole entire lives. <laughs> We had the, had, had the, the, the stroppy frontman flip out. That was amazing. I had the, I had the big shout match for the guy afterwards. Aye. It, it had all, all the makings of like, like good lineup, like over to Venice. Like it was going to be brilliant. Think how buzzing we were like at the airport and all that. Think how buzzing, the best gig ever. How buzzing we were 20 minutes before we went to the festival site. <laughs> I remember we went out earlier in the day and we went sitting next to, what's the square called? Uh, What's the group called? Can you fact check again? What's it called? San Marco. What's that? San Marco. San Marco. San Marco Square. Thank you, fact check, Jamie. Went to San Marco Square and we had uh, um, <laughs> having our gins and our beers and all that. That's amazing, eh? day, Having the best time. Gearing up for the, the, the pressureless festival and showed up and it was a fucking shit show, mind. It was terrible, man. It was maybe the worst, the worst experience I've ever had. So, uh, it was the mics kept cutting out. Um, Everything kept cutting out the desk. You you got yes. your in-ears stuck in inside your head, Jamie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming, <laughs> coming off the gig and, I, and somebody telling me, I was like, where's Jamie? And you, you were straight off stage and in the back of the ambulance to get your, your headphones <laughs> removed from your brain. <laughs> I broken tweezers right in my head. That was, it was a, a horrible experience. Uh, it sounds it. So it what, sounds what, like what, what exactly had, had happened to your, your headphones? Well, Paul had put new buds on the end of the headphones, so when I put them in, they, they were obviously like squashed in at my ear fine, but then when I took the headphone out, the bud was that far in that I couldn't get it out. So then the headphone didn't have a bud on it, but I had to like squash them in even more so that I could hear the... Click. Hear the the, the start things that I was meant to hear, so I, I was having to push it in further and having to just like feel feel that wee bud like stuck in my brain. In my brain. <laughs> I just I remember my funniest part of it was the fact that because uh, I'd went that raging on stage and was throwing the mics, but whatever you, me and you, and the 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 sound tech for the, the overall our stage and somebody else shouting, but they were shouting in Italian and the translator was translating it into English. So then you could hear what he was shouting about and then you would shout back in English and he would translate it back into Italian. So this, <laughs> mad, it's, it, this mad delayed fucking argument, which is actually quite a good deterrent to stop a fight happening because the time it gets through, you're sort of like, I'm done with this argument. Uh, <laughs> I'm over this, I need to go. Uh, <laughs> Aye, that was a total shambles, man. Was a total Aye, I was I was having to do that, but like we we still with the headphones stuck in my ear, so <laughs> I was really Chinese whispering the argument. I could hear so much of what it was saying. 
I just had a great time chasing Kerry about the stage, not knowing what Mikey was going to come up on next. Would it be an overhead? I remember when I when I when I when I uh, kind of cracked the, the Jamie's overhead mic when I when I hit that to the floor. I was <laughs> then there was another one I was going to go and hit, and I just remember Jamie looking at me going, "Kerry, don't man, no man, no." <laughs> 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 Do you think that's the worst gig we've ever done? Aye, 100%. Worst gig ever. It's the worst gig, like, no matter how bad we've, no matter how bad a gig or how bad a circumstance we've had before, we've never had a bad show. Like, I don't yeah. think we've ever had a bad show. No. Yeah. Uh, that was a bad show. Aye, that, was, like, that was our first bad show. Aye, all round. And the reason we know it is because, like, it was a weird, like you're saying, like, we had bad circumstances and you always come off going, ah, we fucking, that was good. Wait, wait. It was a really surreal feeling knowing that something never went right. Hey. It was also just the fact that we we flew to Italy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like it was in somewhere in England. You just go home to your own house after it. We we flew to Italy to do it to, for this one half an hour that couldn't have went any worse. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> On the flip side though, uh, mine doing Redden Festival and Jamie had went home. I think we'd done Leeds on the Friday, Redden on the Sunday, and Jamie went home for a wedding. Oh, and hi. then met us, and you turned up like 10 minutes before doors, or 10 minutes before we were meant to be on. And they wouldn't let us check out the PA. Like, we had to just do a quick line check on all the gear. That was probably one of the best gigs we've done. Like, that was a, an amazing gig, man. I know, that was class. Red, Red and Leeds Festival was always in really good place, man. Um, it shows you, like, the gear's crap. The, the, red, crap. the Redden that we done, the Redden we done just last year there was maybe one of the best gigs we've ever done. Uh, it was amazing as well, yeah. That was great. Um, also, Jamie, what was your story for that one with that, with that train? What happened? How come you? How come that train ride resulted in you having to pay £800? <laughs> um, so after we played at Leeds, uh, I had my cousin's wedding on the Saturday and it was uh, it was just lucky that it was on the Saturday and we were doing bleeds on the Friday and Reading on the Sunday so I looked and it was like a way I could do it, went up on the Friday night and I was playing, just so happened that I could, I could actually play at a wedding on the Friday night so I'd take, take my drums mm-hmm. and to take my drums to the train station and on the train <laughs> And then it was, it was, I, I was like struggling through the train station with all my drums, and then asking somebody which trains they went to Glasgow. And there was two that were going to Glasgow, but they were like, say one was 9A and the other one was 8B or something like that. So they were next to each other on the platform, and they were leaving within about two minutes each other. So I just went on one of the trains because both of them were going up to Glasgow, and then. I had the ticket, the guy came up and says, can I see your ticket? And then he looked at it and he said, that's the wrong one. Uh, and he goes, well, I've, I've got a ticket, but... And he's going, right, but it's for the wrong, like, train. It seems like, like fact-checking Jamie didn't get his facts right. <laughs> 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 and, then, <laughs> and then he goes, well, you need to pay 150 quid for this train. And... I think I maybe had 150 quid, but there was no way I was going to be paying that to go on the train. So I stupidly gave him my details for my house. And then, I'm not paying this, sir, but here is my national insurance number, passport identification, <laughs> home address. <laughs> and then I got a letter in a few weeks later saying you need to pay the 150 quid. And I never. And then I got a letter for like, uh, was it? Durham County Court or something like that, or is it Newcastle, like one of the... Very relevant in the news today. Aye. <laughs> I had to go to, had to, go to uh, court in Newcastle, but it was when I was going to China, and <laughs> I, I looked, I went to a lawyer and all that, and they were saying, right, you've got, because they were saying, if you need to pay £800. I, get, I don't know, I ended up having to pay 800 quid for uh, a train that had had a ticket for it anyway. <laughs> So to sum up the story for anybody who wanted to skip by the half an hour of Jamie explaining that story, <laughs> well, I was he going the wrong train? He never paid the ticket. He gave the conductor uh, all his details. He got a letter through. He refused to pay that, and then uh, he got hit with an eight hundred pound fine from Virgin Rail. So 
Did you pay that, Jamie, that £800? Aye. There you go. It just shows you guys. Aye. Always check your facts. Crime doesn't pay. <laughs> <laughs> you should always check your facts. Maybe that's why you're such a fact-checking little, little cherub. I know, I can eat to make sure that doesn't happen again, so... Uh -huh. And that's why I now I make sure everything is correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's blood red, the streets run with no cause Quick dash for quick cash, no pause Around here, find a little rope Throw it in the sky, you can catch a little hope And that's real in effect Because that money seemed to make a man feel some respect So tell me who's spreading the bar Because I'm trying to make bread but I'm stuck in the gut But they say it's just a matter of time Have you afraid I'm all about a quarter to nine When I'm standing in lane, baiting my time for that One job that they claim in his name Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. How did you make the move, Paul? How have you found the move from sound man driver to TM? Fine. It's not hard, man. It's so easy. Fine. It's dead easy, man. It's just it's being organised, isn't it? That's all it is. It's easy when you've got people to talk to, like when they respond to emails and give you the information that you're asking for, then it's, it's a piece of piss. Could you explain for the listeners out there who might be interested in knowing what a TM is. I might be fact-checking Jamie could tell us what a TM is. <laughs> What's a TM, Jamie? Uh, the tour manager. Ah, okay. And what is... So that, that means they manage the tour effectively. Right, I see. Okay, then. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> fact-checking Jamie, a man of few words. Right, Paul's Paul's tour manager. He, he advances all the shows before they get there. Sorts of the hotels we'll be staying at, uh, the travel accommodation, everything, everything about how we get from A to point A to point B, uh, there in time, efficiently, safely, and as well as all that, he's still doing our sound and being a driver. So he's, he's the ultimate. He's like the. What would That's be? why you can you can understand when you're not there why we would feel. Uh, uh, slightly nervous. Uh, uh, slightly nervous. <laughs> Because we need to be babied heavily. Be honest, man. You are actually probably one of the easiest fans for the most part. Obviously, we have our days when we all go a bit nuts or whatever. But who's the hardest band to deal with? Oh, great question. Remember, Paul, you still maybe be needing employment after us. So just watch that. You're the only band that I do. Oh, nice day. So I'm just front of house for everybody else, so I don't care. All the politicians. All mm -hmm. <laughs> the politicians. Yeah. What would you say, Paul, is your your best asset in terms of being a sound engineer, other than your fantastic wit and charm? That's it, man. That's the that's <laughs> that's the uh, thing that is the best. That's true. Obviously. See, that's see being comfortable with people. See going into a venue and being able to just chat to folk and getting them on your side. That's it also it. helps so, that you're about seven foot tall. The one thing that maybe maybe people that have came to some of the gigs might have noticed is the your delays. Delays. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's a super technical thing, but like it's at those parts you're playing with the band essentially. 
Uh, that's that's the real fun bits. I like that. I like see watching watching when Kerr's on stage, uh, and I catch something that I don't normally catch. Like there's ones that I try and catch sometimes that don't get, or I'll just catch one by mistake, and it'll sound hilarious. And just watching your reactions, dead funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that was from. Do you wish? Do you wish that Simon was there to see you? Every time, man. I, <laughs> I record bits and send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> What's your top three shows we've done, Paul? You mixed? That India one. That India one's definitely one of the best. Um, download. I mean, the download was download. great. That was, that was amazing. Uh, and first Paris? Aye, first Paris. Aye. I forgot about Paris. How mental was that? First Paris, man. <laughs> I loved the first Paris so much. Aye. Everything about that gig was amazing. Aye. Did you like the Civic when we did the homecoming show? I loved that, eh? That was a tired day for me, though. That was when yeah. TMing was, like, the whole thing, the whole dude, all three was pretty intense. Aye. Uh, so I was busy backstage, maybe with, like, a like a family room and stuff like that. Aye, aye. Oh, Spent all the ride right on okay, everything that day, man. That was, a, that was a tough day for me, but it was a aye. really good day. Aye, they, 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 they're extremely taxing the days, man. Just long, man. The same way, like, Paris shows and that, like, you load in so early. Yeah. But I don't like I don't like being there too long because you, you fidget and you you make changes that you wouldn't normally do. Like even the, you get the PA at lunchtime and you maybe don't sound check till four in the afternoon. Right. Some people just sit there and twiddle for four hours, whereas I'll check it works and then I'll just go away, come back when you're there, right. and do it. Do you know what I mean like we're already together doing it? Or like line check it at least so when you turn up, it's ready to go. But uh, I, I like to just like do the gig. I don't like to think about it too much because then you just make problems for yourself. What's um? What would be your, your aspirations for the the future when we out of this crazy situation? Paul, seeing you take over the world, man. Being on that journey, being on that journey, more rooftop bars. That's pretty <laughs> much it. Rooftop bars with pools or more pools with sand. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. That was amazing. What was that uh, one? That was, uh, that the was uh, I um. Hard Rock Cafe. Hard Rock Cafe, yeah. Cocktails at the side. Hard Rock Hotel, actually. Rock Hotel. <laughs> Fact checking, Jerry. Fact checking. <laughs> Thank God, Jerry. <you're> <laughs> <laughs> that man, finally, watching you finally get what you deserve, like the recognition you deserve, the, the success that you deserve. Watching you be able to make a living out of it, you know. Finally, reap the rewards mate. for all the hard work. I've never seen a band work so hard, man. Thank you, mate. I think Paul, what Paul's really trying to get me to say there is for all the Patreons or people <laughs> are maybe sitting <laughs> on the fence of being a Patreon, get you signed up, feel free to donate. Every penny counts. Well, if it's just a penny, it's kind of pointless. Every good couple of pound counts. Uh, even over a penny, I'd really take notice. In fact, what I've started to do is people that donate over a tenner, I'll send them a private message expressing my delight. So if you'd like that private message from me, ten pound, Anything up up with twenty five to thirty pound, you'll get a message from each of the band members. So that's how we're going to do this thing from now on. A home a home visit. A home visit. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you miss doing sound, Paul? Do you ever feel like setting up uh, a multi track or something to mix them? <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting in this. Have you got the itch it. to do sound? <laughs> I miss I miss mixing, man. I miss mixing. In fact, I've not really thought about it a huge amount, and then. I watched uh, Later with Jules Holland last night and um, Dizzy Rascal was on it and he was just talking about bands that he's worked, or bands that have been on Jules that he admired and they were, they were watching some of the, the videos of it and stuff like that and I was like man that's I definitely missed that I see that just watching the energy like I see like people are talking about those these drive-in gigs and stuff like that that you can go to right now Aye. there's no Aye. point in that man the whole point of a gig is the crowd that's yeah. what makes the gig, man. That's where the energy comes from. Yeah. Paul, have you got a, a van simulator for a computer? You <laughs> 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 know what we should absolutely do? See for the next podcast. What we should do is we should get boys together in the van. We'll get us three, you, Callum, and we'll get van simulator up and we'll load it up for an hour and we'll just drive. You can drive, Paul. <laughs> and we'll just talk to for in a van. If, you, if you'd like us to do that in the podcast, please let us know. 
and donate on Patreon. So, so we can buy Van Simulator. If you, if somebody would like to, today, is there such a game as Van Simulator? There's, tr- there's truck. The thing that Lemmy plays is Truck Simulator, but like, it'd be good. To, imagine you could get Paul with like the up front, like the road in front of him, and then us in the back with like the the table <laughs> and the PlayStation. <laughs> they would save you. And then we need to stop at Greg's. Oh, that's making me sad. I know. I know. I know. It's sad that like. We probably won't get to do that until next year. This time next year. <laughs> Fuck. That's mental, isn't it? It'll be the long longest we've went without doing any gigs for sure. I might, might be playing China soon. Oh, I true. I for all the Chinese listeners out there. <laughs> 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 I missed our handshake. Me and Paul have got a handshake. You know, you know, you know, the cliche kind of American handshakes where they like do stupid wee things. Uh, me and Paul have one we've done since day one where it's a high five and then an elbow drop thing and it's the coolest thing ever and we always remember it and I, I, just thinking about that makes me sad I want to go and tour again man I feel fucking sad I know <laughs> it's crap isn't it this is a crap podcast <laughs> <laughs> the sad cast sad cast <laughs> um Who's the best band you've seen Paul play live when they've been touring or when we've toured with? Um, Don Broco or Don Broco or Def Havana, probably the best bands. Blackout, I always remember the Blackout. I remember the first the the it was two two vocalists they had. Yeah, yeah. I remember their, their stage. It was the first time I'd noticed how stagecraft actually worked. How they would like never be on the same side of the stage as each other. We'd always move about, make sure everybody was covered. They actually they, were good at that. To be fair, they were, they were good class, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did Don Broco or Def Havana's probably the most kind of professional fun tours that I've been on where everybody's got on really well. I've been aye. on a few tours where it's been like us and them. Aye, aye. I hate that. But they were like, they were all really sound and amazing bands, amazing to watch every night. Like, you didn't get bored of them easy. No, they were class. So I really think who else we've toured with or played with. Just bad rabbits. Bad rabbits. Bad rabbits. I, I weirdly don't remember much of that too. No. No. You know, a, a, a hash type haze. <laughs> just, just blending into the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember them being good. I don't remember a huge amount. Of, it was an early tour that one. I remember the 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 main boy, the the lead singer boy, um, pulled me aside and told me that. I had the potential to be one of the greats if I could just step outside my box. And then I said to him, what, what do you mean? And, he'll say, and he said, you'll know when you know. And I still, <laughs> still get no fucking idea what you mean. <laughs> I just, <laughs> he was a fucking dog front man. I just wanted to always advice. Also, this is the same guy that was having the, the toilet and he was in the shite and he came out and he, and he went, yo, man, and he went to shake my hand, and I just because it was this really cool American black guy, even though I knew, I didn't know why he shake my hand because he'd done the toilet. He just, uh, I just shook it anyway. And then he walked <laughs> and he goes, you should probably watch that, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mental story. Uh, I was like, I always remember that. <laughs> yeah, I should probably watch that, man. Paul, what's the, can you get any times where you've been <coughs> Raging at a gig. In fairness, uh, <laughs> um, don't think so. I don't think we've ever had cause to be raging. And a few times where those people been had to have haven't they been spoken to or things haven't been working out right and people only been sorting them quick enough. But I can't ever remember being argument. Even in that last run, was it Bristol? We changed the venues. I was getting annoyed then. I was getting right annoyed then, but oh, what time? Oh, 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 what time, man? Yeah. It was good. Have you ever yes. been close to the end of your career with fact-checking Jamie and his drunken antics? No, the, the, uh, people ask me about Jamie all the time. No one thing like Jamie always returns. Like always comes back to where he needs to be. He's always there on time-ish. Hey, <laughs> I, I've never. I, I, people think I'm mental because they think. <laughs> I always say it's dead easy working with you. Like, it's never any hassle. 
and then people don't believe it. But no, there's never any high That's good, that's good though. Respectful. You'd rather put, project the facade of mayhem when actually everything's fine as opposed to be the other way about. I always like it when you speak to like fans or whatever after the gig. Obviously you're like fucking maybe three weeks in a tour or something. It's like a Monday night and they're like, oh, we're you're right tonight lads to get get on the, on the slosh on the lash. You're like, no, mate, you know what a bed man catch. <laughs> I'll wait and eat a packet of crisps and read a book. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> Get a button and don't read uh, Tom Clancy. <laughs> no, no, watch, uh, watch first, what is it, first dates or whatever it's first oh dates. My God. Oh, my First dates is the first date. I miss that so much. And <laughs> what else do we watch? Uh, first dates and take me out. Take me out. Uh, naked, naked attraction as well. <laughs> we go back from a venue into the travel lodge, get uh, the teas boiled, uh, get some pot teas and be pot noodles from the garage, get the snouts out while well, well, the, the pot noodles can uh, Brewing away, go and get a wee flag, come back in and uh, have your pot noodle and watch First Dates and uh, Naked Attraction and it is, oh, they, they nights are nice dreams are made <laughs> At the side of the road somewhere in fucking Nutsford. <laughs> <laughs> For three weeks in a, at a time. <laughs> Bless. Do you think we've completed every, every service station in the UK? Um, almost. I think uh, every travel lodge almost. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, the history of all the travel lodges that we've stayed in when, when I got oh, to book. Oh shit, it'd be good to get that out at one point. I figured out how many it is. Make that tattoo. That tool t-shirt. And the, the travel lodge colours, the, the red, blue and grey. Uh, <laughs> 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 Do you know, I was watching a, so like on the mad Facebook groups and stuff like that, Vans and Drivers, and there was somebody that that's what they've been missing touring so much that they'd, I don't know, they must have nicked the, see the thing that goes on the bottom of the bed? Like the Aye, sash that goes on the bed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they must have nicked that at some point, they had that on the bottom of their bed, and they'd drawn a picture of the, see the mad cherry thing that's in, like the, the, the fuzzy, the fuzzy cherry. The, the fuzzy cherry, they'd drawn that above their bed. They must have been missing, <laughs> missing it so much. <laughs> Mind went, went to one of the travel lodges and, was it you that noticed us? I'm surprised it wasn't me, but you noticed that it was upside down in one of them. Mm-hmm. I would, although I've I've since noticed since then that, that it just depends. They're hung all all manner of ways. Oh, it's a blue background with a, a a fuzzy cherry, but the fuzzy cherry can either be in the either corner depending on what part of the world you're in. What's that? What's that favourite service station, boys? I'm not that too fussed about TV contra- controversial. Oh, I don't like TV. You don't like TV? Is that too not for TV? Uh, I, I don't TV. like TV. Uh, you don't like it because of the prices, but... What, do you, do you like it because of the prices? <laughs> what? That's <laughs> 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 the guest favourite to have seven because of prices. The most expensive one. Well, it's because I stay in London now, so, you know. <laughs> it's just oh, a, uh, it's cheap for you, eh? Uh, I cheap with it being uh, Greg's. I know what I mean by that is I know for a fact you would like like, like the lasagna and stuff and that. I know you'd like all that, but you'll not like it because it's expensive. Whereas like I I'm also think it's expensive, but the lasagna and chips and the tea bay is amazing. No, mine uh, mine I left uh, an angry I know it was a sarcasm of you. <laughs> you did of tea bay? I it cost it cost me five pounds. And you get three items, but it was like two sausages, but the sausages were odd. One was a Cumberland, another one was <laughs> something else, and then this bit of bread, and it just looks, uh, it just looks really sad. I'm really dear. Uh, so before we go, because we only got two minutes left in this call, which we'll need, we'll need to wrap it up for the, sorry, if, I mean, if again, if any of the patrons would like more uh, podcasts, and you could always give us money, and we could upgrade our Zoom account. Um, but my favourite, it's Paul's the nicest guy in the world, right? But see if you fuck, he's a, see if you fuck with his meal, man. Remember that time in the airport, Glasgow airport, the burrito story, the burrito? Uh, that was terrific. That was so funny. We, I think right. we were flying, eh? but it was <laughs> <laughs> flying somewhere and it was, uh, oh, we've got less than a minute. I'll tell you what, if you want to hear this story, we'll tell you about it next time. Before we go, because we cut off here, um, 
Big shouts to Paul, boys, eh? Fucking good to see you, man. Aye, it's been class, man. Thanks for having us on. It's been really good to see you. Um, we've missed you, mate. Hopefully, we can do it again in the next <laughs> decade or something. Right. Even if you get bored, you just want to come sit in the van at the studio. Just I'm definitely going to try and get shape. Van Simulator, and we'll we'll go for a drive. <laughs> anyway, um, cheers for being on, Big Paul Witten, our sound guy, our TM, our mate, our big bra, fucking legend. Uh, Cheers later, boys. Brilliant. Cheers later. One, two, three, bye. One, two, three. One, two, three, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.